So, um, hello, Barry Grossmith here with a podcast from Felixstowe Walt United. Uh, I think we'd all agree that the last couple of years uh, have been pretty disruptive for, for non-league football. And sadly, because of the pandemic and the various restrictions, it hasn't been particularly easy for the fans to meet the new players. Uh, and it hasn't been easy for the club to communicate with everybody in the way that it would like to do. It's fair to say that the club is doing okay, it's surviving all right, but there are a few stories that are not getting out that, that, that need to be put out there. Uh, and one area that warrants attention really is the growth of the club's academy. So I'm joined today by Rhys Henry, who a lot of people will know, um, and John Coop, who maybe fewer people will know, but it's about time they did get to know who you are, John. Um, and hopefully, we can sort of, um, Reese and John, you, can, you guys can help bring us up to date a little bit on, on what's developing in, in that area. Um, so maybe Reese, can I, can I start with you? Um, could you just tell us what an academy is? Sure, so uh, Football Academy is a full-time programme, um, in this case, education programme, where we have at the moment, uh, boys come to us after they leave school, train with us full-time, um, over the two year period where they learn about the game from all four corners, which I'll let John touch on in a bit. Um, They learn a lot about themselves, their own development. Um, Physically, they obviously grow up a lot. Um, Basically, trying to play as high as they can um, within the conditions that we have available to them. Involved in that as well is is gym. Um, So they're they're looked at their strength and conditioning sessions, how they can build themselves up as they grow up. so you know that marries quite well into their football development. Um, they play games regularly as well. Uh, they reflect on their performances. Their nutrition needs to be, you know, eighty-five percent of the time good for them to see uh, progression and development in that as well. And obviously, just trying to play as high as they can, reach optimal performance, and um, maximise their potential. And the educational side of it, what, what what's what's going on there? So we currently offer a full-time. Um, Level 3 Extended Diploma in Sport, uh, which leads on to university, apprenticeships, full-time work, um, business opportunities, um, personal training opportunities, you know, fitness industry links. So that's where the course leads to. The course is a sport uh, diploma. So unlike sixth form, it is solely just uh, sport. However, having said that, there are other areas within that um, program that are covered, for example, nutrition, yeah. Um, physiotherapy, you know, sports injuries, coaching, business and management. So, so what? What? what are, sorry. So what? What are the ages of, of the kids involved? Um, so post year eleven, so they're sixteen to eighteen year olds. Sixteen to eighteen yeah. year old. Yeah. yeah. Good. Great. Thanks, um, John. I wonder if you could tell us um, what your position at the club is and the different roles that you and Reese have within the academy. Yes, uh, um, I've got two jobs at the uh, club. Um, one is working with the academy as her lead academy coach. Um, the second one is uh, head of football development um, for the director of football development, I think the official title is, uh, at the football club. Uh, it's my job really to make sure that we've got a pathway uh, for boys coming through. Um, so we've, we've created a pathway which we, we, we've, we've put in um, sort of put the process through in the past three, six months where we've got boys that are um, able to play um, college football 
under 18 football, under 23 football, and hopefully progress to the first team eventually. Right. Um, the, all, these boys um, at the academy boys, we've got I think we've got about 34 boys at the academy at the moment. As we says, 16 to 18 year old boys. So we've got uh, first years and second years. So you're running two teams. Yeah, we run two squads. Uh, yeah. We run two squads on a Wednesday, so we, we could we could have two games, and we sometimes we normally do have two games, uh, weather permitting and COVID permitting. Uh, we have two games, so we have one squad go to maybe go away, and one squad play at home, which we play at Felix Dunlop United Football yeah. Club. Um, we do um, have an A squad and a B squad, mm-hmm. and the reason we do that is because. Um, it's like the academic side, you know, some players are at a higher level than others. Yep. Um, you have to, if you want to get into the A squad, you have to show a good commitment, right. uh, a, good, a certain amount of ability. Um, and so there is a movement between two, the two squads. Everybody gets the same training, so it's not like we move, with a, a, there's not an A and B training. Um, everybody gets the yeah, same information. Yeah. In fact, it works out better um, because we can split the groups up. Um, we can give them more personal and sort of individual attention on what they need to do. So am I right in saying that you're involved in, in the football side of yes. it and Yuri's are much more involved in the, the educational yeah. side of it? Would yeah. that be a fair yeah. way of putting yeah, it? Yeah, obviously I do, I do come in and help John with the sessions yeah. um, every day at the moment. We, are, we have another coach now starting with us in the new year, so that's promising difference. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yes. So, okay. Yeah, I mean... You know, obviously, I have coached before. Um, haven't got nowhere near the experience as John's got mm-hmm. all the knowledge. But you know, I've helped him out, and we do we do it together. So yeah, but John yeah, needs the cool. So, Reese, generally speaking, how how has the academy developed over the last I don't know what eighteen months or so? Yeah, obviously, last year was tough. Yeah, with, with uh, COVID, uh, we had a lockdown this time last year that we were in until March. Um, so that didn't help um, the boys could have easily lost their motivation but they stayed committed you know we, we had a lot of things for them to be doing at home yeah uh, we engaged with them quite regularly um, you know more about their kind of mental well-being than anything else we had zoom calls together and again you know FTC gym who we're partnered with were really good with assisting us with zoom calls fitness calls and evenings. but if we if we go back say about 18 months yeah. you didn't have 34 kids involved then no, did you no we had 14 yeah. Um, so it's grown. It's grown. Yeah, in numbers it's grown, um, and in quality as well. What? Yeah. What? What's? Is there a maximum number? I mean, well, we've always said you know, we'd like to have quality over quantity. We we don't need to have sixty, seventy boys to justify having a, a an academy here. Um, you know, obviously, financially it helps the club, but realistically, we we're, we're trying to improve these boys. Yeah. And develop these boys and we're not going to do that with large amounts um, of people here so yeah we are we are selective to a degree um, but we'd like to to think that we we are individualized to each each student um, yeah we look after them quite well they they do feel respected um, and kind of valued within a team environment no one feels out of place they're all individually cared for so um, maximum number I don't we don't really have a maximum no. number but I think we kind of know in our in our heads, you know what we can deal with, how yeah, much we can yeah. coach, and obviously classroom space wise, we can't have sixty yeah, people in a classroom. Right. So we'll maybe come on to that in a moment because yeah. I want to talk a little bit a bit later on. I'll get one of you guys to talk about the uh, how the academy might fit in in an in-house structure here. But we move on to that a bit later. Just generally, maybe John, 
how, how does the academy fit in with, let's call it, the overall structure of, of, of the club? Yeah, well, the, what, what we're trying to do is create opportunities for players to be able to obviously play um, and play in the right teams at the right time for their development. So we've got the academy, we've got the under-18s, we've got the under-23s and we've got the first team. Now, that's a difficult journey. Uh, make no mistake about mm -hmm. it. Um, we do try and tell the boys how difficult it is and the, the difference between playing in an academy team and playing in the first team, the jump is massive. All we can create really is the opportunity yeah. and the pathway for them, uh, which, which we have created. So we have got boys now that, that are in our academy playing in the under-18s. Not all the academy boys do no. because you've got to be of a certain level to play in the under-18s. Mm -hmm. We've got some boys from the academy that actually play in the 23s, under-23s as well, um, which is a big step. Um, and they, they need feeding in and, and, and sometimes coming out again because it's a physical league. Um, and some of them 16, 17 year olds, you, it's, it's very rare you yeah. get a 17 year old that can go in and play a full sure, season at sure. that level. Um, and we have had boys train and play with the first team. Yeah. Um, not on a regular basis because mm. as I say, the jump is, is, is big. Um, but we have had that, um, we're proud of that. Uh, we've, we've, got, we've got boys um, in the scheme that are going to scholarships in America. Yeah. Wise, which Reese might touch on a little, a little bit later. Yeah. Um, so, what I can say is the, the opportunity is there for all the boys. Um, I mean, we've had, for example, a couple of players from the under 18s playing in the first team. Mm -hmm. So, you, so you can see that that. Yeah. Yeah. What we'll say, what we do as well, we um, we have a training facility on a on a, on a Tuesday night, which mm -hmm. is at uh, Ipswich Academy, yeah. um, which we're using obviously to save the pitch and, and keep the pitch in good condition. And, and it, but it, it works well because what we have up there at the time is uh, on a Tuesday evening, games permitting, is the first team training, the under 23s training, and the under 18s yeah. training right. with some of the academy boys that mm -hmm. have been invited up to the under 18s yeah. training all at the same time. So that works really well because we've got a committed first team manager that's really interested in youth, right. that wants to bring youth through, uh, is, you know, is passionate about it as we, as we all are yeah. in the club. And that means if we're all training on one side, what happens is Stuart Broadley, who's first team manager, and myself, sometimes just get together, just walk around, watch the individual groups being coached and just chat about certain players. That must be good for some of the young lads who have the first team manager walking around. I think so. To it, show, it shows an interest. Yeah. It shows that the club are really, are really focused on, on that progression. Yeah. Um, and it shows an, an interest. Sure, sure. Rhys, that... that connection there with what they would call soccer schools in, in the States. Can you say a little bit about that? Yeah, so we've only recently um, had a kind of set that up with Liam Barrett who runs his oh, right. kind yep. of, yeah, scholarship program in, in the US. So yeah, it's, it's, it's an extension from what we're doing. Obviously, it's, it's out of our hands to a degree because, mm -hmm. you know, they have to um, get into the, the scholarships and go through the trials, pass their exams, etc. So you know, there are other factors that go into the final kind of decision. However, what we do is provide them an opportunity to be in the shop window, I guess, um, you know, t to go on to that next step and have, have the chance to play yeah. in America. Um, so they go on and do what they would do over here if they went to uni um, in a different environment altogether, I guess, live away from home for three yeah. to four years or longer. Um, some stay out there after, some come back and, you know, build their own businesses. Some go on to play at higher levels. So... Talk, talking about that, from the educational point of view, if the lads don't progress 
purely into to football, into the, the under-18s, reserves, first team and so on. What other pathways are there? So from them? a football perspective, obviously we try and give them a link to a team and we try and set that up for them. Yeah. Um, that usually happens quite naturally anyway. Um, from an educational point of view, I mean, the possibilities are endless, really. I mean, from apprenticeships in, in sport, you know, in coaching and, and business management, um, to other sectors as well, any other sector they can study after mm -hmm. they leave us. They can stay for another year and study a personal training course, mm -hmm. um, level two gym instructor and level three personal trainer in the space of about 10 months, um, which I've got about four of our second years doing that with, with me next year. Um, they can go off to university, of course, which is quite a popular option. And yep. I think some people think that uni is the be all end all, but it's, it's definitely not. Um, you know, People nowadays want to kind of just earn money and have themselves set up and our course enables them to do that and allows them to have different choices that they can make. Um, and to be honest, it, you know, they've got a lot of, probably got too much choice these days. Um, they don't know what to do. So yeah, sure. uh, uni, uni is just a small kind of carrot in the, in the grand scheme yeah, yeah, of things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, there's, there's lots of opportunities in the sporting industry to stay with us and continue learning. Yeah. Um, you know, go on to further edu higher education at uni. You can go into America, for example, you know. So it really comes down to the individual. Um, and what they want, but there's yeah. no closed doors whatsoever, even if it is in another sector. Yeah. Um, fortunately, we've got Chris with us, Chris Danes, one of the joint chairmen. Um, Chris, I understand there's been some talk recently of, of just how you're going to try to get everything in-house, bringing the, the academy here to the club. And at the moment, they're trained in Inspire in Ipswich. Can you say anything at all about any development plans or what the long-term aims are at least? Uh, first of all, I'll say that the job these two guys have done in the last 18 months, two years, has been nothing short of phenomenal. Uh, with everything that's been going on in the world, they've done an absolutely fantastic job. Um, I think it's my job and our job as a club to provide them with the tools yeah. to to grow this academy. It's yeah. not going to happen overnight, but part of that is the structure, coaching structure, also the facilities, and we do only have one grass pitch. It's why we're working so hard to get 4G pitch yeah. out here. Um, we're probably two or three years away from that. Um, as part of that development, we're looking to build classrooms as part of a clubhouse extension um, but to kind of fast track that and make it happen a little bit quicker we're looking to get some kind of temporary buildings here mm -hmm. um, in the short term. Well, when, the short term when might when could that happen uh, I'd like to think by the next um, start of the next year so in September September of next year yeah the boys would perhaps come here and be able to have their education here yeah. and have their football training on a day-to-day yeah. -day basis here as well. Brilliant. And, um, a lot going on behind the scenes, which probably people don't realise. Yeah, but, um, sure. Which, um, presum presumably, John, that would make life a lot easier for you, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah, it would, I think. And that, that ties in with um, the sort of ethos we've got with the, the, the youth teams at the moment, because we, we are really strong about trying to get Felix Stowe bass players as well. Yeah. Obviously, we, we, it's an academy, so we, we look else, elsewhere. Um, but first and foremost, if there's Felix Stowe players there, we want them to come to Felix Stowe. Um, we've been speaking to uh, uh, 
least half a dozen uh, under 16s this week uh, with one-to-ones wow. with parents about what they're going to do mm-hmm. in the future, uh, which looks relatively positive. We, yeah. you, you never know because same as we said, they've got loads of options, sure. which is which is what we want. We you know we want, we want these players to have options. Um, it's just our job to to tell them what our option mm. option is and if they if they like it or not. Yeah. Um, we had a meeting um, a few weeks ago uh, that we held at the club um, uh, where we invited all, all the under 15s and all the 16s we had a qu- quite a big gathering uh, in here just to uh, tell them about the, the scheme so it's, it's been it's been really good it's really mm. positive and um, we, we really are interested in getting these local players through what I don't want to see or what we don't want to see as a club is a lad that's been with us from under nine, under ten, and gone all the way through, and then goes to under sixteens, and, and then just yeah. goes somewhere sure. else for whatever sure. reason, yeah. um, whether he feels not wanted, whether he feels he's, he's better somewhere else. We want to stop that. We, I mean, that's good not only for the kids involved, but also for the fans, because at, at any level of football, fans love you know that whole thing. He's one of our own. Yeah, they do. Somebody who comes through the ranks. Yeah, you, you look at look at Zach Brown. I know his journey's been different, mm. but he's a Felix Doe boy yeah. now playing in the first team. Obviously yeah. injured at the moment, yeah. but playing in the first team. And and when he plays, I know it gives it gives uh, the local uh, region a bit of a buzz. And, and if we can if we can keep doing that again. The opportunities there will be down to the boys to work hard and, yeah. and to you know to progress. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's 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 their sort of thing that they've got to grab onto and and, and have a go for it. Yeah. Um, but the opportunities there. Reese, some I I've, I've been fortunate enough to come along and watch a couple of the games here um, at the Goldstar Ground. If somebody wants to come and see the academy, had had. When do you play and how often and who yeah. do you play against? Is it in the league or are they friendlies? Or? Yeah, uh, so we're in two leagues on a Wednesday, two different college leagues, um, just because we've got two, two squads, both in the same sort of region. Um, and we play on a Wednesday afternoon, 1pm usually kick-off, sometimes 2pm. Um, and it's here yep. at Delwood, um, or yep. we're playing away. Yep. So, you know... And, any diehard fans want to come to an away game, I'll give them a lot of Why not? kudos for that. Yeah, but no, so that's where we are. Um, yeah. we, will, we will try and get used to putting that information out on social media. We have an Academy Instagram page. Yeah. We've got an Academy Twitter page now as well. So yeah. that should be up and running in the new year. Great. Um, and we'll regularly post when our games are. Really. Good. So maybe, Chris, you can just add something to that of how, how people can find out what, what's going on at the Academy and when they're playing and so on. Yeah, um, it does tend to be um, fixtures aren't out like for the whole season. Fixtures are kind of on a week by week basis. I think it's fair to say. So we do tend to put out a week by week diary on the website and social media. So we'll always advertise the fixtures. Uh, it's free admission. Uh, if anyone wants to come along, we, there is a hardcore which, which has seen a few games so far, and uh, it's you know it's a really yeah. it's really good to see the future of the club. You think? Okay, well, I think we'll wind it up there um, for the time being. From a personal point of view, I mean, yeah, of course I watch all the first team games, home and away. Um, but I love watching the under-18s and I've enjoyed watching the, the academy as well this year. So I, I add to everything that you guys have said, I've encouraged people to come along. Um, maybe we can have another little chat through in, I don't know, a month's time, six weeks' time or something, see how it's progressing. Yeah? Sure, yeah, I'd love to. Because yeah, it, it's, it's a really positive development, yeah. and we want people to know about it and, 
appreciate the insight. Great. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you.